When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! How about that, Slee? You uh, dragged yourself out of your deathbed to talk about Malik Monk shooting percentage, and then just a couple of days later, you're calling for guys' gigs, and you called Sean McVay a coward. It was a, it was a big day for you yesterday. Yeah, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. It's very emotional. I was very emotional. There was a lot of highs and lows. There was, uh, you know, I don't know if I was myself, but... Um, Apparently, that is something that you uh, preferred. You preferred kind of a little, well, little more feisty. I did. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Feisty mm-hmm. Sliwa was my favorite flavor of Sliwa so far. And I, I just I didn't know you had it in you. I did, did, all it took was for you to, you know, take a glimpse to the other side of what it might be for you to finally expire. And now, yeah. you, now you're back and calling for people's jobs. Brandon Staley fired. Sean McVay mm-hmm. didn't go for it on third down. Coward. <laughs> Just fantastic. More, please. Uh, I, listen, when you've seen the other side and you know what it looks like, you start living your life a little different. And that's uh, that was Friday. That was Friday night. Post-game show. Go listen to it. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, I don't need to go listen to the post-game show. I did the show with you on Friday, I was, and I was, the second we were done with the segment, your camera would go black, and you were just – I'm like, hey, everything okay in there? Yeah, and I just need to lay were, my head down for two minutes and 30 seconds until the break's over. Crawling back in bed, your jammies on, <laughs> just taking a little two-minute siesta along the way. ESPN Radio It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, were you surprised by this? Because – I was surprised by this. This is Sean McVay talking about how uh, they were a little, little caught off guard by the amount of 49er fans at SoFi on Sunday. Yeah, it, it, it did catch us off guard, I think, just because of the way that it's been this year. I mean, you've been at all those games, Lindsay. I mean, it's been a great, great atmospheres, great environments. Yesterday was the same thing, but there was a lot of red there. You know, that was definitely, it, it was a surprise, I think is a fair way to, uh, to put it. I think that's exactly right, because I, I said to you yesterday, Al, when I was walking in, it yep. had a different feel. Like, mm-hmm. even before the game, three hours before the game, it started, it's like, oh, this is different. And, and, and McVeigh is right. The Rams fans this season at SoFi have packed that place. They have been really good fans all season long. And, and I'm not blaming the ones that were there on, on, on Sunday. They did a really good job. But the place was at best 50-50. I don't think it was. I think there no, were more Niner no. fans in the place than there were Rams fans. And, you know, I mean, that's not the Rams' fault. They, they yeah. didn't do anything like that, but, it, yeah, I, I can see where it's like, wait, where did everybody go? Why is everybody in a red jersey today? Well, for conversations that we've had, and, listen, we've gone at the Chargers, and we've gone at, okay, did they make sense here in L.A.? And look at the – they can't fill up Dignity Health, and then eventually the end of SoFi Stadium, it's like, what the hell is that going to look like? And, and we've seen it. Um, I think it's also fair to point out what happened yesterday, and he should be surprised. I was surprised. I think the broadcast was surprised. Again, I know you're there at the game, um, but I, I tell you, the Fox broadcasts, they kept saying, like, well, listen to this noise here. You wouldn't know that you're here in Los Angeles at a Rams game. 
Um, we we saw this yesterday, or you saw this earlier too, Trav. You saw the the Rams release their opponents. Yeah. Um, for next season, mm-hmm. so for the home games that they have, uh, let me just kind of, and, and this will tell a little bit of a story of the fan bases that are coming in because. Uh, it, it certainly can. Ha- they can certainly have some more games like this. But Seahawks, we know Seattle is going to travel well. Divisional game, always a good game. Uh, 49ers, we saw what just happened uh, on Sunday. Raiders and the Rams will have a game against each other. I, We've already I think seen what that I, looks like when they played the Chargers, right? 100%. And we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't think that there are obviously a ton of Raider fans out here. Uh, Cowboys is another one that's going to be on the schedule. Dallas will always travel well. Even Buffalo, even a game like Buffalo, I'm sure there are a lot of Bills fans that are Southern California or they want to come, hang out, go check out the new stadium and hang out in L.A. for a couple of days. Yeah, no, it's – look, I am a Los Angeles native and have spent the vast majority of my youth and my adult life in this city. That other teams' fans come to our stadiums is just part of life here. Is it perfect? No. It would be great if every hat at Dodger Stadium was a Dodger hat. It's not. You've seen the Cubs come to town. You saw the Red Sox here in the World Series a couple years ago. They show up. We've seen it with the Rams. We've seen it with the Chargers times a thousand. You know the the Lakers because it's a a much smaller venue. You're talking about eighteen twenty thousand people. It's a little bit trickier to get half of the building one team's fans, but that's just life in this city. People from other fans come in, but this is the first time for the Rams where they had the majority of the fans from the other team. It was just it was a really different vibe. I think the the Charger fans have gotten used to it. Charger players, you go in there, yeah, the places we're ready to play sixteen road games, seventeen exactly. road games. Yeah. The Ram it was a new experience for them, and especially a new experience at SoFi. We go for it fourth and one our seventeen. <laughs> so you still want Staley to be on permanent vacation? You want him to go back to being a defensive coordinator somewhere else, or you think he survives? Yeah, it's funny. I I, I asked the question, not thinking. I, I think a hundred percent he's going to get another you know another year under his belt. I really do. I think I don't think the Chargers are going to go make a change or anything along those lines. But I asked the question because I'm in a a text chain, and the chain is pretty funny because these are. All people with San Diego roots, but have half of them despise the Chargers, and the other half is like, look, I'm not cheering for the owner. I'm just cheering. This is my football team. Like, I'm cheering for the football team. So, on there, you have people saying that we're Charger fans. This guy's got to go. This is a joke. Then change out ownership. Like, there was all of that conversation. So, I was curious if Charger fans felt the same way. Other Charger fans also think, no, no, let this guy, give him another year. Well, look, there's there's two different lanes, right? Like, th- think about the Chargers and the Rams right now. The Rams on Sunday had their head coach make a couple of different decisions that made you go, hey, what? The decisions towards the end of the first half, which I hated, and then the decision toward the end of regulation, which you hated, right? Mm-hmm. They, but there's never been a question about whether or not Sean McVay is the right guy for this job. Never, right? From the moment he's gotten there, they have won more than they've lost. They've gone to the playoffs. They've been to the playoffs four out of five years. They've won the division three out of five years. They've yep. already gone to the Super Bowl. Like It, it works, right? But maybe it doesn't work perfectly the way we'd all like, but it works. They're going to win. They're going to go to the playoffs. This is what he does. The Chargers are 
wait, we have a better team than the Raiders. We have a better team than some of these other teams that got in to the, to the playoff picture, and we're not in because our coach can't stop going for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we have a coach that called a timeout that is completely inexplicable, and we've all got tea times and lunch dates because we don't have football practice anymore. That's a totally different can of worms. They, they, what the McVeigh thing is is, hey, dude, can you just be yourself in these moments and not to, to get conservative or not – the Brandon Staley pieces, dude, chill out. You are you are costing your team not one game, but the, the the Chiefs game felt really weird. The Raiders game felt really weird. They lose to the Houston Texans in a game that they absolutely have to have. These are the marks of something that might not be fixable. So it's also it's a first year coach, right? So in in your first year coaching in the NFL. Um, if there's this much conversation about you, that's not usually a good thing, right? Like if, mm. if, if let's say he had been coaching for four or five years and his philosophy has proven, guys, I, I know you guys are not crazy about this, but look at my resume. I've been to the playoffs a couple years. We took chances at certain times that actually won us a big game. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that he doesn't have a track record. That's the difference. The difference is you're rolling the dice on all these big-time games and big-time moments that cost you. It's Trav, this is the best example that I could give you. It's a guy that's sitting at a poker table, and he's going all in with his 10-7. And you're like, yeah, I get it that you have a pair of sevens, but there's also an ace and a queen that are on the board as well. <laughs> And everybody else keeps betting. Hey, what is Al, making you think? I go for it with a pair of sevens. And I don't know what your philosophy is, but I go for it with a pair of sevens. And he's raising. It's like, well, All in. why are you raising? There's You have a pair of sevens. You're, and, and you know what his thought is? Yeah, but there's one card left, and it might be a seven. It's like... <laughs> That's the strategy. Yeah, so it also he looks could be another queen. He, <laughs> so he he looks stupid because he doesn't have a track record of success in doing it and using it, and he cost the Chargers and Justin Herbert a chance to be playing this weekend. I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah, it, it's hard to argue otherwise. It, it yeah. really is. It's hard to argue otherwise. But seven ten offsuit. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, I can feel it. I can feel it coming. I am going to get that eight that I need to fill this. Last card, straight. a three We're of ready. diamonds. <laughs> nice job. I like nice it. Job, I Stanley. like it. I, why don't I ever get invited to poker games like that? I'm always the one that's the sucker. I, I can't play cards to save my life. All right. Um, Poker's Your fun. Lakers, mm-hmm. our Lakers, Yep. halfway, not great. 21 and 20 at the halfway point. Not in what anybody was expecting coming into this, but – how much faith is left out? So I, I threw this up on Twitter, and we could do this coming back. I threw it up yesterday. Just ask Laker fans a simple question. Um, do you think the second half of the season is going to turn around? Do you have faith or no? This is who they are. They are a mediocre team. If you guys want to call in as well, Lakers exactly at the halfway point, 877-710-ESPN. We'll take your phone calls coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. How's my guy, Rookie Al? Are you still getting ready to give him to uh, me for a weekend while you go up to the mountains or something? I uh, Well, no, go up to the mountains. I mean, that's his... Uh... That's oh, his domain. That sounds oh, like yeah. worse. That's bro. He loves it up there. <laughs> I'm Gone sure to, he does. But now you got to watch him, and I don't know. It seems like oh a lot of work. no, he's fantastic out there. Right. I mean, it's funny that that's one of those situations where, you know, at, at times it's got to be the right environment. You want to take the leash off the dog, right? You go up to the woods, you take the leash off. I'm like, is he going hiking? Where's he going? He's going <laughs> he's on a trail. <laughs> is he just coming back in 45 minutes? He's going to come back with a Sasquatch in his mouth. He's, he's going to go catch Bigfoot, and you're going to be famous. That's how, uh, It's all It's all going to break down. All right, let's try our first phone call of the day, or I should say of the hour. Let's go to Studio City and Noah. Noah, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Pleasure once again to be on the greatest sports talk show in history. I agree. And be just a tiny little contributor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the Lakers thought they were going to – get off easy because the Los Angeles football teams were laying such giant eggs. But I'm really glad we could finally talk about that because I watched that game, and the Lakers are a mediocre team against mediocre teams. But against teams that are even decent, they're terrible. I just don't understand what's happening. Am I on? Did you guys hear me? Yeah, you got it. Oh, copy. Uh, So uh, Russell Westbrook, you know, his post games are getting – more and more unwatchable. He's pouty, he's sullen, he's he's short, he's just whiny. He's like got all the worst attributes of like a thirteen year old girl that just got broken up with before the big dance. He <laughs> shot two for twelve. Two for hey, twelve. I got broken up with what. before the big dance. That's no fun for anybody, thirteen year old girls or otherwise. Hey. That's true. That is true. But you know, Russell is a basketball player and he doesn't need to go there. My my last thing I just want to say is watching his jump shot unfold like a like a Boy Scout tent or something <laughs> is very very similar to watching when on the rare occasions on Cobra Kai when Daniel Larusso is forced to actually perform the karate and they have to shoot it from thirty seven angles so that his round kick doesn't look like he's made out of two by fours. The similarities are now unavoidable so that I will now heretofore refer to Mr. Westbrook as LaRusso. That is his new name. Appreciate you, you calling in. Thank you, Noah. That's great. Al. Have you um have you listened to have you listened to some of those have you listened to some of those post games that he does for us? I have, yeah. He is um, if you if you ever listen to a full you know three minutes five minutes whatever the case is, I mean you want to talk about disinterested in talking to the media. Uh, it's kind of it, I'm not kidding, Trav. Like there are plenty of times I just I'm like laughing inside. I'm like unbelievable. Like the guy, the responses he gives. Oh, we just got to be better. You know, we just got to be better. Simple as that. 
Um, he, he just wants nothing to do with the media. And I, I know a lot of it has to do with whether they win the game or they lose the game, right? Naturally, if you win the game, maybe you're a little bit more apt to answer the questions. Maybe the questions are a little bit more positive. If you lose the game and you had a bad night and turnovers and this and that, uh, but damn, it's it's a, it's a, it's a interesting environment. Let's put it that way. So, well, yeah, look, there, there are a couple of things. You're, you're right. Nobody likes to lose. So after you lose – you're probably not in in a great frame of mind. And Russell Westbrook's performances this year have been uneven. There have been games that he's been good. There have been games where he's been bad. So you you combine a loss with a poor performance, I don't think anybody's really all that excited to explain what happened. That being said, Russell Westbrook has never been media-friendly. It's not his deal. He doesn't have to be, by the way. That is, he, he is under no obligation to treat reporters or anything with incredible enthusiasm or gregariousness. It's just – it is what it is. He doesn't like that part of the job. That's fine. I, I don't really I think it. That. I think it hurts him. I do. Well, that's, I that's a different topic. Him. That's a different topic. I think topic. it hurts him, especially here in L.A., because, you know, you had these expectations coming into the season, right or wrong, indifferent, whatever everybody. the case is. But either way, right? Like, okay. And, you, and you're right, Trev. You're right. Your, your expectations – were different, but even if your expectations were different, um, I don't think you would have thought twenty-one and twenty halfway through the season, right? No. Like if, no. if what 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 you were hesitant on was this guy fitting in with LeBron and Anthony Davis, the ultimate goal is winning a championship. I don't know if, or I don't think these three are going to go win a championship. I don't think you're going to reach that plateau. Not your twenty-one and twenty through halfway through the season. So yeah, no, I the the expectations I had for this team were I don't think this is a team that's good enough to win a title. Not mm-hmm. that this is a team that's barely good enough to be five hundred. What, what Noah said a minute ago, I thought it's a, it's a really good line, and that is the Lakers are mediocre, but against other mediocre teams, against good teams. They get smacked around, and that's just true. That's empirically true. That The vast majority of the time they've played a, a high-echelon NBA team, it has been pretty lopsided. You know, they've played the Bucks reasonably close. The Celtics are an okay team. They're, you know, there are some exceptions to the rule, but yeah. And, and his LaRusso's response to all of this, I think, is it's, it's not new. That, that, that's the part where, where Noah was going. I, I don't have a problem because – if you watched his responses in OKC or anywhere sure. else that he was, he's kind of a grumpy guy. His just mm-hmm. de- his default setting, he's a little grumpy towards me. I don't care. That's fine. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to like me. I don't have to like him. All I really care about is whether he plays well or not. And he is not playing well enough. But I don't care if he's a little curt and a little immature at press conferences. I don't. I don't really put a ton of stock in that. I threw out uh, this tweet yesterday. How do you feel about the second half of the season, Laker fans? And I gave two options. Optimistic it will churn or won't change average team. Okay. What percentage do you think did optimistic it will churn? 35. 49%. I was actually a little <laughs> surprised. Yeah, I'll say. Okay. 49% optimistic will churn, and let I'm in that category. This. I'm in okay. that category. Why? Why? I think and I'm I've not, already, and let me let me set this. Yeah. Up. I'm not being yep. flip. I'm really yep. not. Like what what indicators are there that this is about to get better? The best two way player, one of the best two way players in the NBA, has been out for a long time. So I'm I'm obviously banking on Anthony Davis coming back to play for the Lakers. And listen, I know you and I have been critical about him, and I I think it's safe to say watch him play so far this year. That didn't look like Anthony Davis. 
So I'm not sure what version is coming back when he does come back. I have to imagine there's a chip on his shoulder. I have to imagine that he wants to come back and um, and, and you know not be a savior to the Lakers, but they ain't going anywhere without Anthony Davis. So when when I say optimistic, there's a couple reasons. One, it's Anthony Davis is a really, really, really good basketball player, mm-hmm. and when the Lakers get him back, I hope that obviously turns things around. LeBron James is a really, really, really good basketball player that is still playing at an MVP caliber. Will he win MVP? Probably not. Your team's got to be a lot better, but he's in the conversation, and it's impossible that he's not doing what he's doing at 37. Even if he was 27, his numbers are good enough to have that conversation. Yeah, and I think I think the last thing, Trav, um, what what indication has have this front office and this organization given you? that they are not all in to compete for a championship. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen. That doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes along the way. That doesn't mean that they have all the assets to go make it happen at the trade deadline. But I think that combination of those three things, to me, is what would give me some optimism that, yes, I do think when the dust settles, the Lakers will be a really tough out in the playoffs. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I... I think there's a, a, a quick rebuttal to all three of those things. Number one, everything you said about Anthony Davis is true, but the other side of that is he has played a lot of games this season and he was a non-factor. So you're not only you're asking him to come back healthy, but you're asking him to come back healthy. 24 and, and 10 is not a out, non-factor. On, hold on, hold on, it's, hold on. Yep, hold on. Yep. You, you, you've said this yourself. The stats mm-hmm. are telling you one thing, your eyeballs are telling you something different. The, the, the stats are fine. The stats are not the, – the, the rebounds, the points, all those things. Yep. His impact on the game when he played early this season was virtually non-existent. Non-factor is way too strong. That's way too strong. That, that's, that's basically saying like the guy is whether he's in a game or not. I, I, well, think, you would, I think you would agree – I think you would agree that describing Anthony Davis as a non-factor is not the way to describe AD. He, he was a non-factor. AD not living up to, to – AD not living up to the expectations. What's the difference? No question What's the about difference? that. I mean, if he's he's putting up numbers, fine, but they're not winning, and he's not impacting the game. He's I don't care if he has fifty points a night. If they're invisible points and nothing's happening, what what difference does it make? And, and, so, and he's not he's not impacting the game. He really hasn't all season long. So that's number one. Number two is LeBron. I got nothing to say other than holy blank. I mean, he's been extraordinary. But the problem is, as extraordinary as he's been, they're a 500 team. So at LeBron at an A triple plus has them as at, at 500. He cannot do any more than he's doing. He's been Can I ask you a question? amazing. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If KD is on this team and LeBron's not on this team, are they not around a 500 team right I think now so. without no, Anthony I, Davis? I, I, yeah, I think so too. I, I, so, think, I think that's true, but I, I have no criticism of LeBron. He's he's giving you ten out of ten. There's nothing else he can do. He's been amazing. Uh, the last part about the want, yeah, I think they want to be all in. I think they are all in, but there comes a point where you've painted yourself into a corner, and you just don't have a lot of flexibility. And and I think that's kind of where they are. That I don't I don't question their want. But your options are pretty limited about what you can do moving forward. I, I can want to be 30 pounds heavier, but you know if, if my fridge is stuffed with nothing but ice cream and cake, I don't have a lot of options on how to lose that weight, right? And, and that's kind of where they are. They're just I think they want to be better. I think that they'd be willing to do whatever it takes to improve that team. But as far as your options available to you, they're, they're, they're fairly limited. 
So we'll, we'll do this because I know we got factor cap coming up next. Um, Laker fans, you can weigh in. If, you're, if you still think, if you still have some faith that things will turn around this season or no, this is the product that you have. You're halfway in. They're playing average basketball, and this is probably what they're going to be the rest of the way. 877-710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome in. You know, one thing that I'm glad about being in the West Coast for nowadays is that I can watch on West Coast time. So I was able to watch the, the college football game. Uh, <laughs> all my friends in the East Coast are complaining today. Yeah, yeah. nothing to no. complain about. We were relaxing. 8.30, exactly. the game was over. <laughs> watch some sports center. We had plenty of time. Exactly. So speaking of which, uh, national championship uh, national champion quarterback Stetson Bennett appeared on Good Morning America this morning, and he was – noticeably recovering from last night's festivities. So Taylor, can you play that sound from Stetson? <laughs> <laughs> so if you get a chance to see the video, he looks even worse for yeah, wearing you gotta watch sounds. Him. You gotta uh, watch him. It's amazing. So uh, national champions or Super Bowl champions should not have to appear on morning talk shows the next day. Alan, this is Factor Cap. Uh, it's Cap. I want to see him. I want to see them in their um, in their current state, I actually think we should do like uh, should be like a two a.m., three a.m. quick little meeting with them as well. You know, pop on maybe SVP Scott Van Pelt or any of those other uh, anchors could do something a little bit later. Do you guys remember um, who? Was, oh, it's uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady the during the parade, right? The Super Bowl he walk. That was <laughs> Chav. You kept telling me how much you like the guy more, like yes. how much. That that just added. I got such over a, it. I don't like him anymore now, but I did like him for a few days at least. But it added such like a real element to an athlete that's one of the greatest, and you got to see him with his guard down and what he had, some avocado tequila. I don't know what the hell he had, right? Like whatever it was, he took the Lombardi Trophy and threw yeah. it to Gronk, which was an awful idea. Um, but all that stuff, I think, adds kind of the element of winning. And if you don't get to see any of that stuff, if you don't see Mark Cuban and what is it when Dallas won, they were in Miami, when you don't see J.R. Smith taking off his shirt at the club after they beat the Warriors, like there's kind of something cool about that. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fantastic. I, I remember a video when the international team beat the Americans in the President's Cup, right? One of those golf things. It's the it's the one that's not the Ryder Cup, right? It's everybody but Europe. And Ernie Els was coming off of a plane, and he could barely stand up because they'd been celebrating the entire ride back after winning this thing. 
And it was great. Have a good time. Look, if that's what you're into, good for you. If you're not, also cool. But I'm not. I, I'm I'm 100% good with Stetson Bennett going out and tearing it up last night that he won the Nash. Because this is a guy that nobody – and I'm not a big – oh, nobody believed in this guy. That's actually true with him. Nobody believed in him. He's short. He's not a great athlete, all of these He's things. He's a but walk-on at, at a freaking SEC school. Yep. He was great, and I loved it. And uh, next next shot on me, Stetson. I'll, I'll buy you another one. By the way, go uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, go watch it. It's pretty funny. Like the audio did not. He's give looking it. left and right at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 pretty great. Uh, that's good. That's a good description. Uh, he, he had a good good time. Good for you, Stetson. All right, and let's not forget too. Max Scherzer sounded completely wasted, <laughs> like five well, seconds after they beat the Scherzer's Giants. Scherzer's is because cr- Stetson Bennett. This is what twelve hours, eight yeah. hours after yeah. they'd won the game. He'd had some time to do work. Right, like he'd had some time to go with his boys and hang out and have a meal and have some more fun and all the stuff that you do, and then it's super early in the morning. Max Scherzer, they got the last out of the game, and five minutes later, he can't put three words together. I don't know, I don't know how he did it, but he got that done. He got that work done fast. All right, next, you should never have important conversations over text. Tra- Travis is a factor cap. Uh, cap. I better in person to be sure. But here's the thing. Every once in a while, those text chains that start with nonsense, right? Hey, you're watching the game. Hey, did you see that play? Hey, you know, what are you doing Saturday night? Well, I can't do anything on Saturday night. And all of a sudden you find out that something's going on in that guy's life. And you can all of a sudden, instead of, you know, you can just kind of flesh it out a little bit. I think people are a little more open on text every once in a while. They're willing to share maybe a little bit there that they'd be more uncomfortable doing in person or over the phone. So I'm okay with it. I I mean, I prefer to do it in person, but if you want to get real on a text chain, I'm okay with that. Uh, It's fact. No question about it. hundred percent. You know what? I don't understand these text chains where all of a sudden people want to solve the world issues or a Republican thinks he's going to convince a Democrat through a text chain. I'm like, guys, <laughs> what are you doing? What are we doing here? It's it's funny because the conversations you could have, like Trav, I get it. You're kind of more referring to a one-on-one conversation, yeah. one-on-one text. Yeah. Now, all I say is this, pick up the phone and have like a conversation. No one's going after each other, but to send somebody an article from the Washington Post and then all of a sudden that's going to convince that individual to go to this side of the political uh what are we doing here? here don't don't a, do it. Don't do it for those. Here's a sentence that's never been said. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. You're right. <laughs> that's that's never been said out loud by another person. You know what? Interesting That's a really perspective. Good point. I'd never I will thought give of that, like that some thought. You're right. I've completely changed my mind. No, I think that look, if you're calling someone to tell them that, you know, you're dying and that you love them, you should probably pick up the phone. But if you're going through something in your life and you know, you just kind of all of a sudden you wander into that space, I'm okay with that. And then if you're the guy on the outside who's not commenting on it, you come into the text chain and I'm like, What is there's a war going on <laughs> in here? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> All right, last one, guys. Uh, Arby's has a new Diablo chicken sandwich, Uh-oh. which is so hot that it comes with a free milkshake. This is the next thing that we should need to do as a show. Travis, this is Factor Cap. 
Cap, for the obvious reason, right, which is I'm out on hot chicken sandwich uh, stunt work. Uh, I'm not doing that anymore. And out for a second reason, and this is not a a judgment, but I kind of like the fact that I have this Cal Ripken-like streak going in my life. I've never eaten at an Arby's. Never once. So I can't tell you if it's good, bad. I could be missing out on the greatest thing in the history of the world. I have never been. And I kind of like that. So I'm just going to keep it that way. Uh, it's cap for me. Um, it's cap, but it's not for any of those reasons. It's cap because we just did such a good sandwich at Howland Rays. Right? Like, the, you know the worst part about doing the, the as spicy as a sandwich was? The sandwich was really good. It was tasty. Right? You know, you and I, I kept barely looking. Remember. At, I blacked out after you the and, next day. You and I kept looking at each other over the table, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's incredibly spicy. I can't think right now, but the sandwich tastes good. So to go from Howland Rays to an Arby's Diablo sandwich, I'm good to go. No need. I, I, I'm going back to Howland Rays. I'm just not doing that version yeah, just of just do it. a medium. I, I'm, you, what, didn't you say you got the medium last time? Do you guys have one with no salt and no spice? Can I just have the uh, the unbreaded, uh, just, just the lettuce and the tomato, please? I'm going to have to start at the bottom of the food chain and work Can you my cook way it away from way where all up. the other sandwiches are being <laughs> <Yeah>. cooked? <laughs> you got a special kitchen for me in the back? All right. Uh, speaking of food, right? How about this, Al? Uh, are there kids' snacks and adult snacks, or are you allowed to eat what you ate when you're four years old, when you're 40 years old, plus your Laker phone calls as well? 877-710-ESPN. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress Vehicle Giveaway Program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls here in just one sec. Um, Emily, I was a little surprised that I didn't get a phone call from you yesterday. I had my toolbox ready in the back of my Chevy Silverado. I, I know you had a home improvement project that you needed to do. You executed it alone? Yes, I, uh, for those who didn't listen yesterday, I, I had to build a bed frame. So uh, I did it by myself. I bought it off Amazon. Everything was in this little package. I meticulously researched it to find all the reviews of, like, basically a monkey could build this because I am terrible <laughs> building anything. Yeah, I, I'm terrible <laughs> building anything. I'm very impatient. So, like, if, you know, I start a project I need to finish, no matter how bad it is when I finish it. I had to finish it in one setting. So I did that yesterday. I had to disassemble my original bed frame too. And uh, that's sitting on the side of the road right now. So waiting <laughs> for that trash to come and pick that up. Um, so it's it's built. It is not falling apart. So uh, we'll see how well, how we'll, we'll see how well you built it, Al. Because, you know, <laughs> imagine you're asleep. It's 2 o'clock in the morning and your bed caves in on itself and <laughs> goes crashing to the floor. I hope that the uh, bolts of the nuts and bolts are properly secured, Emily. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully it'll be okay. I I I have faith in this one. Biggest home improvement project you've ever taken on, Sally? Uh, biggest home improvement project. That's very random on the spot there. You have one that I built a deck one time, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um a, a log cabin up in Big Bear for you and Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you collected the mud yep. to fill in between the, the logs. You stacked the logs for a chimney. 
I've built a dresser before. Those okay. are easy. Those that's better bad. than mine. My, built my a bookshelf. That's kind terrible. of easy, too. We okay. did, when the very first house my, my wife and I bought, it was out in, in Santa Clarita. Um, and it was, you know, like most of the houses out there, especially this was, shoot, 20 years ago, a lot of new construction, right? So yep. everything's kind of ready to go, only nothing's done. Like, so you move in and you look up and there are these plates in the ceiling that have all the wiring for for ceiling fans, right? Yep. That all you have to do is basically plug it in, connect the wires, and secure the the frame into the two by four, which is in the ceiling. I would have got out of escrow. <laughs> I would have said, keep keep whatever down that I gave. That's fine. We're we're gonna look for another home. So I, that's that's the pinnacle for me. And literally, it was you drive two screws into the two by four, connect the wires. Ceiling fan, and I thought, hey, this is this is this is these. I'm Bob Vila. I can make anything. Yep. This is super easy. We moved to a different home that was not new construction. It was an older house that didn't have any of these things. And I thought that oh, it's the same thing. I just unscrew this, and no, 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 no. That thing looked like a helicopter that was getting ready to crash into the, uh, you know, it, into something because it was just wobbling and all over the place. It made yeah. a terrible yeah, noise. Stay away from it electrical, was, bro. <laughs> Don't, Electrical yeah, and things that spin really fast and that could yeah. fall from the ceiling. It was a, it was a bad deal. All right, let's try one of these phone calls here. Let's go to Newport and Scotty. Scotty, you're on with Travis Sleeve. What's up, Scotty? Hey, what's up, fellas? Um, yeah, so uh, I have uh, I have my own uh, uh, rookie uh, at my house. His name is Juice. He's a two month old French bulldog. Yes. Um, and his, his government name is actually Orenthal James Sawyer and Short. Uh, <laughs> Sure. Um, so, Makes sense. Uh, anyways, just wanted to give you guys a little laugh there and uh, talk about <laughs> the Lakers real quick. Um, I think that um, it, I watched something with Gary Payton and uh, Draymond Green, a podcast, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, the Miami Heat, uh, when they won the championship, when Shaq and Dwayne and Gary Payton and all of them were there, they were having similar issues to this because everyone was saying they're an older team, you know, they have older players, whatever, whatever. And then when the playoffs came, uh, they turned it around and obviously you saw they ended up winning the ship. So I think that although the Lakers don't look promising right now, it's kind of up and down. Um, I think that when we get closer to the season's end and get into the playoffs, you know, I think um, hopefully Anthony Davis will reemerge and, um, I like what I'm seeing from Malik Monk and Avery Bradley and a lot of guys are stepping up. So, you know, I know we lost the last game, but anyways, I think, uh, similar to that, uh, similar roster and, uh, hopefully we have the same outcome as them. And, um, yeah, that's all I got for you. Appreciate you calling in, Scotty. My best to juice. That's a, (laughs) that's a great name for the dog. I like, I like juice the dog. Um, like the Anthony Davis thing is fascinating to me for two reasons, because while I don't buy it, it's certainly possible, right? That, that he just shows up and is Anthony Davis from two years ago. It's not an, an impossible thing. That if, if this were a Laker team that was exactly where they are, but Anthony Davis was somewhere else, right? He just He's still in New Orleans or whatever, but everything else is the same, and you have another player that's hurt, but he's going to come back that's not named Anthony Davis, I would be completely out. The reason I am still got a toe in on this thing is because of what you've been saying, Al, that – can Anthony Davis be one of the best players in the league? Absolutely. Absolutely he can. I'm not convinced he will be, but it does exist, and that's the one part of this that has me still paying pretty close attention. 
Here's the um, here's the difference with some of the other teams. So if I if I want to go against my own argument, um, Phoenix as is, you kind of know what you got. Golden State as is, they're only going to get better. Uh, just assuming that Clay Thompson gets more time and Wiseman comes back, um, the Brooklyn Nets should only get better because Kyrie Irving is going to be a part of the lineup and so forth. Milwaukee. You kind of know exactly what you have. Miami, I think, is an interesting team. The Lakers are, of all the elite teams that I just mentioned, what they all have in common, they have a really good record. So they're 15 games above 500 or 20 games above 500 or uh, 10 games above 500. What hurts the Lakers is they've kind of been in this spot, the same spot all season long. And this is coming off a four-game winning streak. It, you know, it was just a game ago that we were talking about <clears throat> maybe the Lakers are building off of something. We'll find out. Eight of their next ten games are on the road, Trav. I think I mentioned that to you yesterday. Against pretty it, good competition. Yeah, and some of those road games, just to give, you know, Laker fans an idea, um, you're at Denver, you're at Miami, you're at Brooklyn, you're at Philly, you're at Charlotte. It's tough games here. You know, it's not – and then even the home games, you still got the Utah Jazz. So it's uh, it's not going to be a walk in the park. But it's I just find it it's it's really really tough because even when they lose a game to the Memphis Grizzlies the way they did, AD is going to be the difference of the season. Either he's going to come back and he's going to be a player that um, we all you know watch and say okay, there's Anthony Davis, or you know what, he's the same AD that he was to start off the season. Then there's no conversation to be had. All right, can you still eat the same snacks as an adult that you ate as a kid? Plus, I don't even want to say it out loud, Slee. What happens if the Rams season comes to an end on Monday? Where does that leave them? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.